We've been uh, on for a minute. Yeah. yeah. But I'll slay oh, have we? if we're ready. Damn yeah. it. Again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to have to erase that herpes part. I think I might do this whole episode in Christopher Walken's voice. So wow. if it's anybody has got an issue with the host, it's a good show. Uh, <laughs> it just goes to show. And uh, now she catches more fish than I do, so I've, I've grown to regret that. That does sail. It's like, man, I really hope I'm not overselling this. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Probably. I was very, very fat. I, was, I mean, I was at least five pounds heavier um, then than I was now. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, we, you know, they you say... carried it all in your face. <laughs> Whether we're elk hunting or mule deer hunting or whitetail hunting, I mean, that's that's the uh, the epicenter, the, the climax of, of the year, the hunting season for us, the hunting year. Yeah, prime After time. That, yeah. Can he say climax? I did. Is I that, think yeah, I can okay. say that. We, do we have to mute that? <laughs> worse, there's nothing worse than breaking your boots back out again in the spring for shed hunting or whatever it is, and they just smell like the local bowling alleys, <laughs> rented them out for <laughs> three months straight. Yeah. Uh, and then I also learned over the course of the weekend that uh, a thigh master can be an incredible upper body workout. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's what I learned. Welcome to another uh, episode of The Crave. We are in, we got on the big plane. We're, we're in Duluth, don't you know? <laughs> hey. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, Superior. So we're a uh, stone's throw um, yep. from from Duluth, Minnesota. But yeah, Superior, Wisconsin. Um, we are at the uh, at the Raven Crossbow Facility. So uh, we are here with uh, our guest, guest of honor. You want to give yourself a proper introduction? Yeah, so uh, basically my name is Adam Gansky. Um, you know, inside sales, tech support. Um, customer service, basically, Janitor. kind of a yeah, jan- jack of all trades, basically. <laughs> so, whatever we need to do, we got to get it done. So, somebody's got to do it. Um, the atten- the bathroom needs some attention. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, or it does now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, guys. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh, cool. So, uh, you're how long have you been in sales now? Uh, so, well, I mean, since the company's been live, it's only been about a year since okay. we've actually been live with it. Yeah. So, before that, you know, a lot of it was spent. Uh, Myself and the other gentlemen who were here um, before we really got rolling was spent, you know, doing mm-hmm. developing the bow and doing a lot of testing. We did a lot of testing ourselves, mm-hmm. um, which was fun. Um, looking back on it, I'm glad it's over, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. But uh, no, it was all worth it. Cool. And I, uh, your your manager told me you're still working on your first sale. Uh, well, I mean, that's out of thousands of crossbows man, sold, you figured you would yeah, assemble. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's got, he's got, I figured he'd throw me under the bus that way. Um, fortunately for me, uh, and and uh, the rest of the guys here, we don't have to do much, uh, much, uh, you know, sales stuff. Yeah, so busy that everything's just kind of. I'm sure it'll come. In. In. It'll oh, come. it'll come. That's for sure. I know yeah. it'll come. Still working on that first one. Yeah, we're st- yep, still working on the first one. Awesome. So, well, cool, man. We really appreciate you uh, sitting down with us. So. Um, if you're watching, uh, you'll notice we're we're a man down uh, from the uh, from the Crave crew, uh, Johnny, the Thictator. He is uh, he's absent. <laughs> he didn't make the trip with us, so uh, he's got a new addition to his family. So he's uh, doing the right thing and and uh, being a dad. So uh, yeah. just Nate and I came out this time. So um, yeah, congratulations to he and Sid. Yeah, on yeah, that and his front. life on their first baby. So Holy smokes. Yeah. yeah, congrats to them. Yeah, his life is changing. So he's uh, already. Noticing the lack of uh, of time, it's it's allowing him to get out and and uh, 
and go 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 fish and hunt so which is good for him he needed to be knocked down a little bit (laughs) (laughs) i love you john um so yeah so it's just nate and i here but uh we're at the facility and um so yeah uh do you want to just tell us a little bit about raven i I mean you know as far as crossbows are concerned it's you guys are you're the the new kid on the block yeah great band yeah well i mean that's (laughs) so far so good right i mean uh, you know, the biggest thing is, is the one question that we get a lot from our customer base or dealers or, or whatever it may be that we talk to on a daily basis, especially when we first started is, you know, uh, kind of basically, do you guys know what you're doing? Yeah. You know, I mean, all these other crossbow companies have been established for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, you got all your majors, 10 point, you know, mission strike. I mean, all those have, you know, have been, mm-hmm. you know, around and the biggest thing to basically calm those feelings or nerves or suspiciousness is basically, you know, all of the people here who, who laid the groundwork and went through the whole thing have all been involved in the archery industry for years I yeah. mean, um, and, have, and fortunately have all worked together and been good friends so you know <clears throat> you have you know basically they've all been somehow involved with rage one way or another or river's edge tree stands i mean all that at one point in time um you know and other great products as well um so basically we took all that knowledge and put it together and had a great you know couple engineers that yeah basically created a perfect storm yeah you guys got quite the uh the brain trust around here yeah and it's a it's very a fortunate pretty cool pretty cool you got you got really good uh good management good owners um and like you said uh everybody's kind of had their their fingers it seems like in the outdoor industry and and uh it's kind of cool to see it all come together right. um on a product so uh yeah it obviously <laughs> i mean just looking at it so you guys launched so what was your first you have two products correct so we have two crossbows, yep. Um, so we have an uh, R9 and an R15. Um, they both have the same package, same specs. The only difference uh, really is, uh, you know, 30 feet per second difference. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit different riser um, design um, and a little bit different way we machine the limbs to compensate for that extra 30 feet per second, obviously, so we don't hinder the performance of the bow. Um, but other than that, they're identical. Um, and then other than that, you know, we have obviously our accessories, you know, slings, mm-hmm. stuff like that case. But, uh, yeah, basically it's okay. kind of just slow, a little bit uh, smaller selection right now. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, before we dive, like, too too far into the product, because there's a lot going on there with this very radical design. Mm-hmm. Looks, you know, extremely different than anything else out on the market. Right. Um, but, you know, crossbows just – being ahead, you know, with with myself and Nate and and John, you know, we all have a, a pretty rich history in in archery too, and it's not easy to break into the archery industry. Um, yeah. It seems like you know there's a lot of folks doing similar things out there, and there's there's a few companies that do it really well and seem to kind of have the the the, the bulk of the pie, you know, the the bigger right. pieces of the pie, and you know, I, I don't think that cross the crossbow market is probably not a whole lot different. So, um, you know, what was it like to you know, take that step, um, into the market. I mean, obviously the design helps, but mm. you know, there's some risk there. There's a lot of people doing it. Like you said, a really long time with some right. really established names out there. Yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, it's no different than the compound world in that aspect of, you know, a lot of guys always ask, you know, where, where from here type thing, you know, there's only so much, at least for now, it seems like you can do. Um, but the biggest thing is back to, you know, our engineers and, and the minds behind this and, you look at, we, we basically looked at, you know, they looked at uh, all the other comp- or, uh, crossbows in the market, and you look at all the things that the consumer complained about, mm-hmm. that they asked for, 
and then the biggest thing is just putting it together so that all the pieces work properly yeah. you know um so what were the big i mean like i i can probably take a pretty good stab at uh, the issues with with crossbows being you know they're loud mm-hmm. they're big they're heavy i can't decock them i got yeah, every time i want safety concerns safety yeah. issues right. yeah. yeah and i mean they're just kind of you know you grab a traditional crossbow and it's just kind of awkward even mm-hmm. um front you know, heavy right front heavy wide set limbs um stuff like that so like ground blinds even in tree stands for movement you know you'd have to cut and make sure that you had a nice cut out you know area so that when you shot your limbs didn't hit some mm-hmm. accuracy accuracy is another <laughs> thing i mean yeah and you know everybody you know can build a pretty good pretty quite accurate bow out to 30 40 even 50 yards but beyond that is where you know you really start to separate yourself from the the rest of the pack if you can create something that is that accurate and that's what we did here um and then the one thing you know that people i don't know if they overlook it because of everything else on the bow but um we don't have a a a rail okay so like other all our crossbow companies when you put your arrow on it connected to the string or slide it back to the string um they're sitting on top of a rail which you know, basically when you shoot, your arrow has nowhere to flex. It's being forced against that rail. So it's stiff, stiffened out right away. Um, and a lot of times when you shot a traditional crossbow, you'd shoot and you'd smell that kind of heat. And it's because there's a lot of friction. So your string, um, your strings, you know, being reduced, uh, it's life's being reduced, you know, quite drastically because of that friction. You always have to apply rail lube, um, you know, to keep it kind of cooler so you don't burn up that serving fast. And then also the other thing is, when you have a rail, your cables are forced to go underneath and your string's sitting on top, which creates a natural cam torque. So when we can take away that rail and we can put, you know, basically keep everything level and parallel the whole time throughout the cocking and shooting process. So so how do you get away? I mean, what – so let's dive in. I mean, there's a lot of bells and whistles. You mm-hmm. know, what's legit? What's How does, uh, <coughs> yeah, how does mean, this work? I, I mean, to start. basically, um, the one thing uh, – I break it down when I try to explain it to people, um, kind of in a sell me uh, of it. Yeah, sell me. Yeah, I mean I'll just sell it to <laughs> you. I mean basically, the biggest thing is this. So you start out, and you've got you look at the specs. So you got a bow that's ten and a half inches axle to axle uncocked. Okay. Now, what's the next? I mean, what's even what's the next smallest crossbow out there? I mean, I don't need a name, but no, like, what's I mean, even close? I think you know off the top of my head, I you know I could be getting the wrong exact specs, but I think the next closest one is like thirteen and three quarter or fourteen and three quarter or something like so that. So you're you're three to four inches shorter. Yeah, decocked. 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 Yeah. Yeah, and when it's cocked, now I think we're quite a bit. I mean, it could be up to six inches or you know more. But um, so basically, the couple things that make this run uh, basically is uh, the helicoil system, which is in our cams. Um, in our cams. Uh, there's these grooves, you know, it's kind of probably hard to see for you guys who are watching, but there's these like spiral staircase grooves that are okay. machined in top and bottom of the axle on each side of the, of the cam. So when you cock the bow, um, basically the top and cable, the top and bottom cables wrap around those spiral staircases going the same distance and the same rate away from each other at the same time. Oh, wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. So as it's going, they're, they're spiraling and, uh, that keeps the cams balanced because they're moving away from each other at the same rate. Um, and it's happening on both sides at the same time. So when you get fully cocked, basically that cam is rotated a full 340 degrees, so almost 360, which is pretty incredible. Um, and we can keep our power stroke down, so the bow stays short, um, but yet we keep our speed up because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you get almost a full cam rotation. Right. Which is really where you get... You and know, they, yeah, they rotate power. in time. They have to mm-hmm. because exactly. of that system. Well, that's another thing. Yeah. So I'm looking at this... And any other traditional 
uh, even compound bow for that matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cables are connected. You know, the, the cable connects from cam to cam right. or axle to axle mm-hmm. on both sides. And these, so these cables actually attach in the center, correct? Yeah. So they're they're basically what they're on is they're on a post uh, in this, on each side of uh, of our of our riser, um, and like I said, top and bottom. Um, and you know, basically, that's been tested. We had a lot of questions because it doesn't look very thick there. Um, yeah. So a lot of people were wondering, you know, how long can you shoot this before that would tear out or bend? What or were they concerned about? Well, if you look here on the post, you know, you can see where the riser is oh, going right. through. It's pretty thin there you right. know, compared to the rest of it. Well, mm-hmm. you know, through testing, um, not only that, but everything on the bow, finished goods wise, other than wear items, so your string cables, rest, um, had to make it to at least five thousand shots without any type of failure. So that's everything on the bow has made it to, you know, multiple, multiple times, not just once. So, um, but I mean, so you got helicoil, which is basically the engine that drives the whole bow. Um, but then the, the, the second part of this is a really, this is what I think is one of the coolest things is your trigger box is also your cocking mechanism. So your traditional bow, you go down, whether it be with a cocking mechanism or a pull rope and you cock it back to the, where the trigger box would be. Um, ours slides down this guide. There's a button in the back to release it. Slides down the guide, connects to the string, and then you can cock it back. You cock it all the way back. Now, when you get it all the way back, most crossbows on the market as well, um, you can actually overcock them and actually lock the string up um, to the point where it's kind of dangerous and you got to go into a shop a lot of times get it undone. Whereas ours, there's a clutch built in the handle. So when you cock it, you can actually cock it back and the clutch will break in the handle and you can just go around and around. Oh, around. but it won't go any further. It won't go any further. Okay. Gotcha. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then, as you mentioned earlier, you have the ability to decock this bow. Um, so, you know, obviously you have to be conscious of what you're doing. Um, you can, if you let go of the handle as you're doing it, it can free spool and do some damage to the bow or poss- potentially your hand. Um, but as long as you know you have a firm grip, um, we have this nice you know, uh, knob on this crank. Now we, we had a different, uh, style before, but this seems to be a lot more comfortable. Um, you know, just let her down all the way and you don't have to wear and tear on your bow anymore from shooting it off at the end of the night. So, yeah. Um, yeah, or have to carry around a decocking bolt or. Right. And that's the other thing, you know, you can get, I mean, you can still can do that, you know, not the decocking bolt, but you can still shoot off your R arrow, um, if you want. Um, but there's what a pain in the ass that is, though. I know. I mean, who wants to do that? I mean, all right. of us that have been in the in the woods, mm-hmm. you know, yep. don't care how shitty of a hunter you are. <laughs> you, you don't want to make. I mean, like making right. noise is mm-hmm. such a big deal. Right. So to like end your night or or morning yep. and have to like let off this this super loud crack of a crossbow to, to right. unload. I mean, that's just, I don't know, you know, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, for, I have a, I mean, a, I have a personal, I mean, my dad, he, I won't say the company, but he had a, a, a crossbow. Um, this is probably about five or six years ago and same thing. So he couldn't decock it. Right. So, uh, he came out of the woods and a friend of ours had come over. I was standing outside with him and he was getting ready to discharge his bow and uh, a gentleman came over, parked his vehicle got out and he had shot a nice buck our neighbor did so my dad was all excited to see his disguised deer and without thinking you know he pulls up to shoot and back then there was no anti-dry fire in this bow and he pulls up to shoot thinking he's got his arrow in there to let it down shoots and whack breaks both limbs oh no so now in fairness there are there are a couple companies out there where you can decock the crossbow Mm -hmm. um you got to do it by hand right um but there are other um uh, manufacturers that make make bows like that so but I think this is the first one that you can actually use the the handle, the, the, handle, the crank. Yeah, right. So, 
a lot uh, more control over it that way. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you don't have to, you know, the other ones you've got to use either a cocking aid or actually put your hands on the string to In most down cases, most yeah. Part. I think there's only, you know, a lot of companies now have made either, um, you know, or some companies have built them into the stock like ours, um, but they're still not good for decocking. Yeah. The one they don't, thing, they don't, uh, they don't recommend doing it. Right. They yeah. don't recommend doing it. The other thing is, is, um, you know, as you're cocking our bowl, um, you know, and that's such short power stroke in order to have that much speed, you're obviously so there's what a lot of poundage. What is a power stroke on that? So on this one specifically, uh, well, they're both the same. Um, so I believe it's, I want to say it's 12, I believe it's 12 and this a half. This is your salesman. You need to know this. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Skip my mind. See, that's why I'm still working on my first sale. That's No, so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's extremely short. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you cock the bow, one of the biggest things, too, is in the handle, uh, it's designed, you know, just how everything's put together, it only takes about 10 pounds of pressure to cock the R9 and about 12 pounds of pressure to cock the R15. Wow. So, I mean, it's basically two fingers, you know, to cock it back. That's really? Nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, if you're listening and, you know, you're, you're kind of wondering about, like, what a power stroke is, and um, basically that is the um, length that the – and you can correct me if I'm wrong here uh, – but the, the, the length that the string travels yep. from cocked to static, right. one shot. And generally with crossbows, and it just goes for vertical bows too, but, you know, the, it's just like pulling a rubber band back. The, the, the longer, generally, the longer the power stroke, the more power you'll have, the more right. speed you're going to get, correct? Right. So um, historically, to get a, uh, <laughs> a more power stroke, you have a bigger bow. Right. You have a longer, longer bow. bow. Yeah, and this is pretty cool, so I'm kind of putting this together now. So with the helicoil, it's pretty amazing. You're getting 340 degrees of cam rotation, which means, you know, those cams, if you watch from static to full draw, they're almost going completely, they're, they're doing one full revolution, almost. Right. Pretty close. To achieve that <clears throat> in a 12-inch uh, power stroke is unheard of. To do that with without the helicoil cam system, you would have you you would have a massive power stroke, probably like closer to seventeen, eighteen inches. Yeah, I mean, th- and and you know, yeah, because you're storing. Which make your bow, <laughs> right? Yeah, six yeah, inches longer. Exactly. Um, no, you're exactly right. Um, that's the biggest thing. And the one thing too that you know, when it's six inches, when it's fully cocked, that's the other thing. So if you had a longer power stroke, even in the power stroke we have here, you if you didn't have the design in the, in our trigger box like we do in the clasp, you'd have a drastic knock pinch. Right. So it's no different than a compound. The longer draw you have, right. a lot of times, if you have a short axle-to-axle bow and you have a guy with, like, a, let's just, for example, 31 or 32-inch draw length, he's going to have potentially trouble with knock pinch. Yep. Um, so you have to take that in consideration, too. But So that's, that's, that's I, you know, I've seen this bow and I've heard about this bow and I've seen some reviews, but this is the first time I've got to kind of lay hands on it, and, and it's pretty... Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, lives up to the billing. So that's, that's for sure. So talk, um, what about the, so there's no rail? No, so there's no rail. And uh, so basically what that does is we'll, we'll kind of go back uh, to this helicoil. Um, because there's no rail, as you cock the bow, obviously, like I said before, everything's level and balanced. Um, but what it also does is it allows your arrow to free float. So when you shoot the bow, your arrow can begin that cycle of just beginning to flex as it goes out of the bow. Mm-hmm. Um you know, on the bow here, you got to make sure there's a little rest at the end. Um, it's got Teflon rollers on it that comes preset from the factory, so it's tuned right away. Um, but as you shoot, you got to make sure you have the odd fletching color down. 
Um, otherwise, if you have it up, you'll fly quite erratic. Otherwise known as your cock vein. Your cock vein. All yeah. right. We'll be straight down. So this this launcher in the front, that's the only point of contact then, essentially? Correct. Other than the, yep. the knock on the string. And the one thing yep. about that rest, too, is um, I think one of the misconceptions is, is people think that it free spools and rolls. There's actually springs built in underneath so that, like, Oh, on the rest. Yeah, on the rest. Okay. So as it as you shoot, this actually absorbs some of that shock, and it'll actually spring down. And if anything, they'll just do a slight turn. They don't okay. like they don't free squeal. Okay. All right. So if you're yeah. if you're listening Slick. and not watching, and again, if you're uh, if you want to check this out and check out the R9 and take a look at it as we were talking about it, go to uh, just go to our website, thecrave.net, and uh, just check out the video for it uh, of the podcast. Otherwise. I don't know, Nate, where else? YouTube? YouTube channel, yep. The YouTubes. We'll get the people from YouTube down here to tape this, so. Yeah. Um, but no, so, but if you, if, you, if you can't, check it out. So what, basically what we're looking at here is this operates a lot like a vertical bow, where you have a rest, essentially, correct? And you have a knock, a knocking right. point. And on any other crossbow out there, you know, the, there's full contact. There's, there's full contact of arrow... Uh, the whole length of the shaft yep. all the way down the rail as you shoot it right which is you know just tears up your efficiency and not only that but your your string and serving and right yeah you know the one that accuracy th- yeah exactly For so sure. so um on that note i'll kind of jump into the accuracy thing of it too um the one thing the efficiency of both bows is is pretty unreal um so like i always give people the example of this on the phone when they're trying to compare the two and interested in it but like the r9 is is rated for 390 out of the bow okay um the r15 is rated for you know 325 or 425 i'm sorry um so there's about 30 feet per second difference but at 100 yards okay the r9 is still shooting somewhere in the ballpark of just over 320 at a hundred at hundred yards. yards. So how many wow. bows out there, compounds, yeah. are shooting that out of the bow? You know, there's very few. You got the the, the guy who's shooting eighty pounds, thirty two, you know, whatever. But but then the R15 is at a hundred yards, is still shooting around three hundred and forty to three forty five. That's amazing. Yeah. So I mean, your downrange efficiency is still kept up, um, and a lot of it has to do with because there's no guide. Um, and then accuracy wise, you know, I don't proclaim to be a great shooter um but at 100 yards i can shoot four to six arrows every time into a you know a four inch group you know no wind you know obviously a lot of things taken consideration um but i mean the bow is extremely accurate the the one thing that is probably overlooked the most on this bow because you look at it and you're almost overwhelmed um is the trigger uh the trigger is based off of a sear system so there's no there's no creep there's no um, you know, it's much like, honestly, like your high-end rifle triggers mm-hmm. where as soon as you begin to pull, it's going to go off. It's about two and a half to three pounds. Oh, wow. So, gotcha. Is that adjustable at all? Uh, it's not. Gotcha. No. Don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it doesn't need to be adjusted. No. Anyway. No, right. no need to mess with it. So what what are the weight of the uh, the arrows then? Okay, bolts? so so you're, all the bolts, um, are they weigh in around somewhere around 300 grains without uh, a field point or broadhead on it. Okay. So we suggest, you know, at least using a 100 grain uh, field point or broadhead. You can use a heavier one if you choose, um, but the total overall weight before you start shooting should be 400, at least 400 grains. Wow. Yeah. And That's you're still impressive. getting those speeds at 100 yards. Right. Exactly. With that. With that amount of weight, well, yeah, that's see, awesome. and that's there's there's a lot of misconception there too. So I think the 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 weight of the of the the bolt, um, the heavier the bolt, 
in that case is actually going to aid your downrange feet per second because of the momentum. You know, you figure mm. the lighter the arrow, whether it's a bolt, um, whether you're shooting a compound bow or whatever, I mean, if it's super light, yeah, out of the bow, it's going to be very fast, but it's going to also lose that that energy very right. quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, I always use the uh, analogy of a um, kind of like a nine-pound bowling ball compared to a you know 18-pound bowling ball. Oh, sure. You, know, you can whip a nine-pound bowling ball down there, which I love to do on Friday nights. <laughs> Only bumpers. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Cosmic bowling? That's yes, please. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, you throw a nine-pounder down there, and it feels good because you can just whip it as hard as you can. But, you know, very rarely are you going to get a strike because right. it just – Not enough it, energy. There's not enough energy, yeah. So so these being 400 – at least 400 grains is definitely aiding that downrange, which – is so so huge, you know. There's a, I, without going on with like a huge rant here, but uh, there's there's a lot of misconception on on feet per second with right. And the other thing is kinetic energy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so you know, at 100, I'll give you the extreme. You know, again, but like at at, at out of the, each bow, so the R9 out of the bow, you're talking around 130 feet per or 30 foot pounds of kinetic energy. At 100 yards, you're just still carrying a little over 100. Um, with the R15, it's about 160 to 165 foot pounds at a hundred, it's about 130 some foot pounds. Yeah. So still carrying yeah. pretty good kinetic energy at that distance too. Yeah, for sure. Do you get your, have you had consumers say, yeah, I shot a deer at a hundred yards? Yeah. I mean, we, we have definitely, we, you know, the, you know, I'm not saying that everybody should be shooting yeah. critters at a hundred. I mean, that's a long, long shot. Um, again, a lot of factors taken consideration, but we have had consumers say, you know, we've had guys call or sending emails of success photos shooting deer at 100 yards or you know this spring a lot of guys were shooting turkeys at 60 70 yards that's so, amazing yeah. they don't hit them but they shoot at <laughs> yeah, <but> they shoot <laughs> at them, right? yeah yeah yep. you get you getting heat for people saying why are you uh, promoting 100 yard shot certainly i mean yeah i mean i i can completely see where they're coming from with that i you know i you know, it's it's not like I said. We're not promoting that guys shoot at animals that far. You know, it's each person's own comfort level. Basically, is the way that we try to talk about. But shooting targets, I mean, at a hundred yards, there's no, you know, for sure. I mean, a lot of guys, a lot of guys just love to shoot. You know, um, crossbows used to be something where you couldn't shoot them a lot because your string cables would wear out so fast. Yeah. Um, and now our string cable life is so great because there's no guide that, uh, you know, basically guys can just go out and plink. I mean, we do it here a lot after work. We just we'll, we'll step out and just have fun shooting. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, awesome. it's, it's pretty interesting to see uh, the customer reviews on just from shooting to hunting. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. And you guys now, have – go ahead, Nate. Please. Well, I was just going to loop back to the bolts real quick. So you, you do have to use Raven-specific bolts in this, right? Yeah, so so the, uh, the arrows and stuff here, <clears throat> these are a Raven-branded uh, arrow. Um, you know, everything that, uh, we ship out right now, um, is Black Eagle, um, and it will continue to be that way. Um, but the, the knock is specific. They so make quality there's nothing, stuff, yeah. Right. The, the, mm-hmm. the, the arrow, you know, it's, it's just basically, it's Black Eagle's arrow. We don't have anything to do with that. But, um, the knock is what makes it so specific. So we have our own bushing and then we have our own knocking system. Um, you know, there's no other knock that will work with our bow. Um, no other knock. It'll either damage the bow internally or it'll you know not set off our anti-dry fire sear um, right because yeah there's a safety factor in there with with your knock design right, right right exactly a lot of people you know some some consumers i guess that would maybe get a little agitated about that is because they feel like we're making them buy only our product but a lot of it's a safety factor as right. well it's a good um, reason for it right you right. can insert you know any other crossbow 
you can insert somebody else's knock and blow up the bow potentially. Right. So, and if I want to get a lighted knock, I can go down to my local store and get Man, some. Man, I wish I could say that. <laughs> I wish I could say that. No, unfortunately, not yet. Um, soon, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but not yet. Well, those are going to make for some good videos when you guys do get your lighted knock. Oh, done. I know. At 100 yards? I'm oh, excited yeah. for that. Yeah. I it's going to be cool. So, um, I, I was talking to one of the other gentlemen here this morning, and I, I, I don't remember who was saying it, though. And, and again, just the unbelievable accuracy. He said that. Uh, one of your shooters or a guy at least that shoots shoots your product. Oh, sure. 680 yep. yards, he said he shot a two-foot two balloon. Yeah. And at 680 yards. Yeah. That's yeah. almost a half of a mile. It's incredible. I can't even imagine, sh I can't imagine how you I'll take angle. I, I have to math. I can't do it. <laughs> take that word there. <laughs> it's but over, over 2,000 feet. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, 100 yards seems so long, mm -hmm. um, even though it is traveling so fast. Still seems like a long shot. Um, you know, the one you know the one thing is uh, we get a lot of questions on too is, um, you know, <laughs> the compound hunters sometimes call who are like, you know, diehard compound hunters. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, kind of. I don't want to say upset, but they're a little agitated. Just and some of them are just curious. They're curious about the bow. Sure. Um, but the one thing is, you know, it's it's kind of like, who am I to tell somebody, as long as they're getting out and doing it, Yeah. I mean, who am I to tell them not to do it? And, like, myself, I'm still a compound hunter. Yeah. I still hunt mm -hmm. my compound. Well, yeah, all yeah. you guys have compound bows <laughs> in right, your office. Right, that's what I mean. <laughs> you know, and, and, but I still love to hunt with this and shoot this, too. So, I mean, it's it's just another way to hunt. You know, to me, that's that's the thing. As long as you're hunting, getting out there, doing it, and being, you know, respectable of your game and stuff, I think I don't see anything and wrong the, with this, the, so. the fact that you can shoot this for fun. And not have to worry about tearing your equipment up. That's right. that's awesome. That's yeah. that's the other cool factor too. Exactly, get the family into it. Mm -hmm. You know, kids stuff like that. So, so since you brought up you know archery hunting and compound hunting and you know what, yeah, I just kind of more off off the subject of the, this particular bow, but um, that's been a big point mm -hmm. of contention um, with more states. I think there's 32 states now in the U.S. that that have legalized crossbow hunting in some fashion. Um, and it seems like it's definitely, this is growing every year. So, um, yeah, I mean, what do you guys see, you know, from a sales standpoint, uh, you know, uh, the, you know, what are you hearing out there is, is, is it a good thing? You know, you just kind of explained it a little bit, but it, it, compound hunters are very passionate about, it. right. They don't want to see, you know, people infringing, whether it's on their time or, you know, on the. The, the the cool thing about this basically is is where I'm going is you know very you have a very accurate bow right. which is cool because I think that's always been one of the biggest knocks um, you know and just always fuel for the antis out there right you know to to put more weapons out there that aren't very accurate and you're going to wound deer and mm -hmm. so this is pretty cool to be able to you know to to boast that type of accuracy um, yeah I mean you know the the one thing is I mean everybody's entitled to an opinion and. And, you know, that's, you know, I mean, they, they just believe in what they believe, and that's great. I mean, they're, they're passionate about what they do. Um, like I said before, all of us here are still compound hunters, and we're very passionate about that, but we're also passionate about hunting in general. Um, so I would say, you know, a lot of, a lot of I would say that actually, you know, believe it or not, I think that it's starting to, I think it's starting to turn a corner here, where a lot of the guys who call are actually still compound hunters, and they just say they want this as another weapon. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the other thing, the way you got to look at it, too, is, I mean, some guys are against gun hunting. Some mm -hmm. guys are, I mean, then you got yeah. the reef curves guys yeah. who are against the compound guy. You know what I mean? So there, it's <laughs> yeah. a never-ending yeah. battle. But I think that it's just another weapon to add to your arsenal. 
Um, and like you were stating, it's just fun to shoot. So a lot of guys just, you know, I know a lot of guys who have called and just bought them because they just want to shoot um, or certain type of hunts they want to take them on. Um, you know, accuracy-wise, I would much rather shoot my compound freehand, okay, at further distances. I'm more stable, freehand. If I'm shooting off a bipod or off a bench or out of a shooting house or something of that nature or laying down prone, I mean, then I'd rather shoot this, no doubt. But, you know what I mean, so there's pros and cons still to this. I mean, it's not like it just all of a sudden, it's an instant kill. You still got to be a good hunter. You still got to hunt, you know, stuff like that. So I like it, the fact that it's, you know, it's the compact nature of it. You know, I mean, you can, you can, you can maneuver it. You can get it around. You don't feel <laughs> you can't, you wield a crossbow in, in a lot of situations and you feel like, man, you almost like, I don't want to say embarrassed, but you're like, gosh, look at this thing. It's like, it's like so big, you know. I feel like I'm oh, walking yeah. around with one of those big giant foam fingers in the woods, you know. <laughs> right. This is cool. It's small and, Banging and it it's very techy and, and tactical and looking. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll see uh, other designs out there that'll be, you know, similar yeah. to this. Um, right. Yeah, we definitely, you know, uh, we definitely, you know, kick some other companies in the butt as far as now all of a sudden you're going to, I think in the next even year, but for sure two to three, four years, you're going to see a lot of innovation on the market in yeah. general, which that, has been mm -hmm. stagnant for some while. It's such a good time, thing. So Yeah. Um, it's a really good thing. Healthy yeah. for the industry overall. Yeah. Right. Competition is always a good thing. Yeah. Any industry, you right. know, in the compound market, you know, there's been, you can look back at bow design, compound bow design, vertical bow design and see, you know, you can just remember whether it was, you know, Bowtech or Matthews or Hoyt, uh, PSE throughout the years that have had those, you know, stepping stone mm -hmm. and it pushes everybody to, to right. catch up so now let's go so why r9 what's up with what does that mean you know basically we wanted you know people to focus more on the on the name you know raven rather than focus on what we called the bow um so you know whenever somebody calls they you know they always say raven that raven well and then we you know figure out what they're talking about from there but we wanted to build a name um and kind of you know build everything around that name rather than just calling it whatever you know mm -hmm. something else so. raven has a cool meaning the, the spelling you use r-a-v-i-n right so it actually means yeah. um i believe it's latin for uh you know violent seizure of prey um which is pretty cool actually um dane uh my boss you know uh head of sales there he he tried to convince me that he would pay for a tattoo if i put it I, <laughs> <laughs> if he could put it anywhere on my you know choose to put it anywhere on my body he and gets I to pick location yeah you got to pick location oh. i certainly <laughs> said uh, it's not a deal yeah i said yeah. That's, 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 not, that's not a very good deal i don't blame you for that. turning that one down <laughs> <laughs> could have got it on my face like mike tyson or yeah. something but uh, left earlobe please <laughs> yeah yeah he probably would pick my lower back or something like that would. It's weird but it's oh. a target might as well be a bullseye <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we know dane and i'm not surprised he proposed that yeah that to you yep. yeah that's for sure <laughs> and naming products is super easy so yeah I, right I get oh it. yeah yeah <laughs> well this is cool man that's way way cool so um nate you got any other questions or um um just just about um accessories so you've got a bipod for it right and you've you've got uh, a scope and a, a mounting <coughs> rail there and yeah so when a, when a consumer buys a bowl um, well, you know, basically what they're getting is they get a scope, uh, they get a quiver, they get a quiver bracket, cocking handle, and then a six pack arrows. Um, you know, and then accessories on the side of that, um, you know, you have the bipod. This bipod is just a, a quick detach. So the one thing about this, we didn't put Raven on this. Uh, we put, it's called a tack head. Hmm. And the reason is, is because it fits on any Picatinny rail, any oh, standard no. size. Gotcha. So guys sure. with ARs, 
you know, there's even long guns that have a little bracket on there. Um, they can use it for that. Um, so that was one reason for that. Um, and then it's just really comfortable to shoot off of a bench, honestly, or a table. Um, then we have our a sling for it. Um, it basically fits on any, you know, any crossbow, but obviously they want to put it on ours. There's studs built in. Um, and then we have uh, vibration dampeners. Um, and we also have a case. Uh, right now, I think it's behind us. Yeah, we have a, a soft yeah, case. Yeah, the coffin. The coffin, <laughs> yep, that's the coffin. Um, and then we, you know, in the future here, we're in the, the process of developing a hard case. Okay. Um, you want to protect us. These are, uh, you're not giving these away. No, so, <laughs> no, no, we're, no, we're not. Um, uh, but, you know. I mean, are you? Because I could use one. <laughs> we can maybe work something out after, but uh, no, uh, these are, uh, the R15 is retailing for a package is nineteen ninety nine ninety nine from a dealer. Oh, wow. And then the R9 is retailing for fourteen ninety nine ninety nine, you know, from a dealer. And those are, that's packaged. So, like I said before, scope, quiver, quiver bracket, cocking handle, six arrows. What kind of scope is comes with it? So, right now, um, it's actually, it was engineered by us. Um, we're having it made for us um, by uh, uh, Kruger Optics. Um, Kruger? Kruger. Okay. <laughs> the... Uh, the the scope interior has uh, nine reticles, so 20 through 100. Um, and the way you adjust is a little bit different. So what you would do is actually when you first start shooting, um, you just get it, you know, start at 10 yards, just to make sure you're not going to miss the target completely. Um, once you have it close there and close at 20, turn your feet per second dial to the suggested manufacturer speed. So for instance, the R15 would be 425. Step back to 50, dial it in. Now after you're dialed in at 50, don't ever touch your up, down, left, right adjustments again. Come back to 20, take a shot. If you hit high with your 20-yard reticle, you turn the speed dial down to a slightly lower number. If you hit low, you turn it up to a little bit higher number. Once you hit exactly what you're aiming at, all the rest of the reticles fall in line. Does that make, you know, so, so mathematic, you know, I'm not a good math whiz, but mathematically, they'll set themselves. Um, it's much, you know, it's kind of similar. There's compound sites out there that are that are like that. You just get in your 20, 30, and the rest of them set themselves. So 50 yards is just our center point in the reticle. Um, you can adjust. There's a on this side here. There's a uh, uh, red and green illumination dial. You can uh, change the brightness settings, high to low on either one. So it's a pretty nice scope. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's some sticker shock there, but you know if you look at the market at at high end crossbows. It's not yeah. that far out of line, is it? No, it's not. It's certainly actually, you know, if I would say, honestly, it falls right in the middle of the pack, especially the R9. The R15 may be starting to get up there a little bit, um, but it's, you know, they definitely both fall right into the, the pack um, as far as price-wise. Um, some guys will call and say, well, you know, geez, man, that's a lot or, you know, whatever like this. But if you think about it, I mean, compared to the compound world, a guy goes out and buys a brand-new Matthews, Bowtech, whatever it may mm -hmm. be, and sets it up, He's oh, already yeah. right around that price. Yeah, you're at still. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, so, so yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's pretty similar if you look across mm -hmm. the market, so. Well, it's really cool with the um, the way that it's designed is, you know, you, you can, to Nate's point, you can go out and feel free to shoot it, have fun with it. Right. And you don't have yeah, to worry about get a lot changing more a freaking string every, yeah. you know, right. 100 shots, 200 shots. So. Right. No, okay, so what about pressing this thing? You guys... I can't put this in my <coughs> Apple press. Unfortunately not. No. No, it uh, no, it won't let us. So you back two trucks bumper to bumper. <laughs> that's right. And then you just <laughs> squeeze. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's one way to start. I had a guy uh, actually no joke, we had a guy uh 
who uh, asked us if he could cock the bow fully cocked and take a screwdriver and oh, put yeah. it, you know, on each side mm. in between the cam and the limbs. Oh, man. And we said, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's just a disaster waiting to happen. <sighs> yeah. So. I've seen people do that on compounds. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. It just scares me. I d- yeah, I've done that on my Allen wrenches on my like and then kids that, bow. Yeah, yeah you can't know, get the Allen like wrench back. Those out. limbs just flex. It's like, ugh, yeah. gosh, that's scary. Yep. That's okay, sure. so sweet. So you get you get the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. So yeah, the the, the press. You know, all of our dealers, whoever bought the bows from us, um, you know, generally I would say all of them pretty much have a press. It's just simple. It's a static block and a, you know a, a moving block, and basically you just put it on each side of the axle and tighten her up. So. Do they need cool. a lot of maintenance? I mean, there's not, I mean. No, the only, you know, the only thing and is uh, basically just you want to um, use, a, there's a, a lubricant called Scorpion Venom. Um, and uh, it's Raven, you know, we have our own Raven branded, but it's the same thing. Um, basically what that does is it's, it's a polymeric fluid. And you want to rub it on your string and your serving. It doesn't have to be a lot, just whenever it seems dry or whatever. Um Keeps the string moist, you know, longer life. But the reason you put it on the serving, because you never really want to put wax on your serving, but the reason we put this on the serving is because it actually, like, if you're hunting in extreme cold temperatures, per se, that wax buildup that builds up on the center serving itself can potentially get into your trigger box. And mm-hmm. if that freezes, obviously, that could be a, oh, you know, yeah. whereas when you put this on there, it stops all that business. And, mm-hmm. Well, and you don't have to worry about freezing around Duluth Superior, though. Right? No, <laughs> no, not up here. No, no, it's been a balmy, balmy uh, past winter, that's for sure. Wow. Well, that's 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 awesome, man. That's uh, I'm excited. We're gonna actually going to go shoot. Shoot these yeah. here. Uh, I think either tonight or or tomorrow night we're going to go out and uh, take some hundred yarders and see how Sweet. see how good yeah. we are. Looking but, forward uh, to that. That'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, definitely be good. So yes. what's what's the biggest hurdle? I mean, what 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 have you guys been? There's always a struggle. <clears throat> I don't care what it is, man. There's always something. Yeah. I mean, you know, the funny thing is, is I think <clears throat> we we've been so fortunate to be so successful with this with these two products that our problem is actually the best problem if you're going to have one and it's keeping up, um, you know, keep your fingers crossed always with any product that you ever come out with that something major doesn't happen at some point. You always hope you did enough testing and all that stuff. Um, but that's really our biggest hurdle right now is just, we just got to produce them and keep up with, with the demand. Um, the demand has just been this time of year should be slow. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> there's no yeah. slow point yeah. <laughs> you know i go home at night and i sit down and have a couple beers and i'm just like man where, <laughs> you know when is this gonna but i mean it's it's great i mean the, the consumer base and the, the dealers they get a little bit frustrated here and there but i mean yeah. they just want their product and they're excited mm-hmm. about it so can't really blame them on that so people can they can go to their local dealer if they're if they are dealer where else can <coughs> yeah i mean people can shop yeah i mean we're in you know most if not all of your major dealer locations so cabela's bass pro you know, Dick's, Field and Stream, Shields. And then we're in hundreds and hundreds of smaller dealers across the United States as well, and we're signing up more every day. So if somebody can't find one or has a hard time, they can certainly call in and, you know, whether it be myself or somebody else, we can certainly help them find their nearest dealer and get them pointed in the right direction. Gotcha. Is it, uh, do you you, uh, have any regulations as far as setting up dealerships or is it something somebody could, if they've got an established shop that doesn't carry it currently, you know, can they, you know, get the ball rolling as far as getting them in their local shop? Certainly. Yeah. I mean, there's no, basically, you know, the one, there's no minimum buy-ins or anything like that for these dealers. You know, basically what they need to do is basically have a, you know, a storefront. Um, 
and then you know I'd be selling out of their basement. Um, <laughs> that never happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they can, uh, yeah, basically they just get them started. You know, get them to meet one of our sales reps um, for that area, and go from there. Sweet. So. You want to just do a quick demo on, on yeah. how it cocks? And yeah, yeah sure. I was going to yeah. ask you that, too. We'll just sit back and watch. You guys want to do it up here, down here? Uh, uh, wherever, wherever you want there, Adam. I'll, uh, I'm just going to get some video of that while you're doing it. So usually this trigger box is uh, actually, you know, once you attach it to the string, mm -hmm. it'll uh, stay on the string until you were to shoot, okay? But now it doesn't hurt anything when you let it down, decock it to leave it in this position. Mm -hmm. It's designed to be that way. So okay. if, if it, for instance, for example, if it was back here already, I would need to, in this cocking handle, I forgot to mention too, there's a little magnet. So when you put it on, it helps keep it attached. Okay? Oh, that's, that's cool. Now, if nice. this trigger box is back here, not attached to the string, I'd have to put a little bit of pressure here, push this button in and then just release the trigger box to slide it down and connect it to the string. Okay. okay. But since it's already on there, all you need to do now is just attach your cocking handle. Now did you hear it stop? Yep. And see how there's a clutch built in there? I can just go oh, around and around. Yep. It doesn't do anything. Gotcha. Okay. So that's where you get to your six inches axle to axle. Yeah. So it's basically a, Profile it's a dollar bill. Later across there. So if you're if you're not watching, you're not able to watch. Um, he's got the we we have the the crossbow cocked, and uh, when he's talking about axle to axle, it's the uh, the axles that the cams um, are harnessed to. Um, so if you're familiar with a, a, a compound bow, vertical bow, um, that you know that axle to axle length varies from. Anywhere from 28 to 40 inches, kind of depending on, on the type of bow you're shooting. So this, at full draw, is six inches across from, from cam to cam, basically, from axle to axle. So it's... About the width of a dollar bill. Yeah, it's tiny, yeah. which mm -hmm. is amazing. And then if a guy's hunting, shooting, whatever it may be, you know, generally hunting situation, he's done at the end of the night, gets back to the truck, whatever it may be, or in the stand, he wants to let it down. <clears throat> he just needs to reattach the handle. Now, the one thing on this is this is where, <clears throat> you know, you really have to pay attention to what you're doing. Like I said, it's not hard, but you got to pay attention to what you're doing. Otherwise, you're going to cause damage to the bow and potentially your hand. You want to put a little bit of pressure here just so you can get this button in. Yeah. Now, once the button's pushed in, all you need to do is just back it off. And you can just go slow. Nice. And no noise. And no noise. So, potentially, if the guy got in the stand, right, you could potentially, you know, in the uncocked position, put it on quiet and cock it back quietly. But again, you can't let go of the cocking handle right. until you let go of the button. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it'll free spool. Otherwise, it'll free spool. Yeah, that's a good point because that you know you heard that we could hear that ratchet. Yeah. You know when you're when you're drawing it without right. that. It's that just like a bad. it's just like a boat winch. Yeah, right. Trailer winch. Very, right. Yeah, you very know, similar. We've all done that. We've uh, <coughs> yeah. <keep laughs> your, unloaded dad's boat and <laughs> let go yep. and it's like a bomb right in the shin. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yeah, I mean that's awesome. It's, it's believe it or not, when you look at it, you think there's a lot of complex stuff going on, but it's actually yeah. simpler. It is pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. You so. got a, a, I mean, a couple of cables and a string and and. You know, so you easy. haven't really changed the, you know, like you said, the idea of crossbows or how they work. You just right. like, you just look at the major things, mm -hmm. cocking, mm -hmm. you know, flight, you know, clumsiness, stuff like that. So aesthetics. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, even though we're guys, we like the way 
things look. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, this definitely grabs you um, right off the bat, you know. Yeah, one thing to mention, too, I don't think we ever touched on it, was when the bow is fully loaded with quiver, cocking handle, quiver, you know, everything on it, it weighs about 8.5, 8.6 pounds. So it's quite light, you know. Yeah. Shoot, there's there's a lot of vertical bows fully outfitted that are weighing that. Oh, yeah, I don't think mine weighs. I think mine weighs probably more than that, honestly. (laughs) I have a lot of heavy stuff on there. Yeah, sure. And it's balanced pretty well? Yeah, it does. And, you know, the one thing that that helps with that, I think, is that the limbs sweep almost straight back rather than out. Right. But, yeah, it balances, you know, extremely well. So... Yeah. Cool product. I can yeah. see why well, it's taken you. the industry by storm. Appreciate that. Well, we appreciate it, and um, yeah, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna go and shoot shoot the bows here in another day or two, and and uh, we'll have some some content up on the on the website, and and uh, have some videos of us shooting it erratically and. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, not missing the target. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but hey, we really appreciate no, if, it. Yeah, if no we get your time and uh appreciate Yeah. Thanks, Adam. No we'll problem. uh take you up on those beers you offered, so. That's oh, all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't put you up to that too, didn't you? Uh we don't have to yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't have to press too hard, so. Right. Real quick, folks can go to your website too for more information. Yeah, right? you can basically just go to, you know, www.ravencrossbows, raven with an i, not an e, uh, .com and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of informational videos on there, instructional videos, stuff like that, safety videos, and just you know, general information you know for everybody. So sure. yeah, that's a good place to go to find cool. information. You guys got a Facebook page, right? Yep, we do. You can just search again Raven uh, Crossbows on Facebook, and we're, I think we're always posting you know photos of people's success stories or interesting mm-hmm. things. You got more cool. in the hopper. You got something else coming out. <sighs> you know, it's honestly, hard to think about that. Probably it, it is. You know, the one thing. Well, the one thing is I'd like to catch up on these first, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. no, you always, you know, you're always looking and searching, you know, for new product or different ways that you can, you know, make a product better. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as right now, I think we're just focused on getting these out. Yeah. Get them, mm-hmm. you know, trying to catch up and get that hard case and lighted knocks that people are asking for. <laughs> and get, it, get, it, uh, yep. get it in the pipeline. Sure. Awesome. So. Well, cool. We appreciate it. And uh, thanks everybody for listening and, and to check us out at thecrave.net, any of our social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Nate's personal Twitter page. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> anything else, Nader? No, sir. Cool. Thanks again. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having right. me. Cool. Sure. And it's a wrap. <laughs>